decision I've ever made in my entire life has been wrong. <laughs> my life is the complete opposite of everything I want it to be. Every instinct I have in every aspect of life, be it something to wear, something to eat, it's often wrong. <laughs> Tuna on toast, coleslaw, cup of coffee. Yeah. No, 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 wait a minute. I always have tuna on toast. Nothing's ever worked out for me with tuna on toast. I want the complete opposite of tuna on toast. Chicken salad on rye. Untoasted with a side of potato salad and a cup of tea. <laughs> uh, George, you know that woman just looked at you. So what? What am I supposed to do? Go talk to her. Elaine, bald men with no jobs and no money who live with their parents don't approach strange women. Well, here's your chance to try the opposite. Instead of tuna salad and being intimidated by women, chicken salad and going right up to them. Yeah, I should do the opposite. I should. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. Yes. I will do the opposite. I used to sit here and do nothing and regret it for the rest of the day. So now I will do the opposite and I will do something. Excuse me, uh, I couldn't help but notice that you were looking in my direction. <laughs> oh, yes, I was. You just ordered the same exact lunch as me. <laughs> my name is George. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. <laughs> I'm Victoria, hi. <laughs> Classic Seinfeld. Nothing's ever worked out for me with tuna on toast. Hey, good morning once again, everybody. Very glad that you are here. Uh, my name is Alan, and we are talking this morning about thinking differently. Uh, we have been focusing for the past three weeks, and we're concluding this series called Think. We've been focusing on Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Just one verse we've been looking at where Paul wrote 2,000 years ago, he says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Jan talked about these journals, and hopefully you've uh, picked up a journal, but, but the, the cover of it, the title of it is Realize Your Role in God's Story. That's our mission as a church, that we don't want to just understand what the story is. We want to know what our role is in this incredible story. And this is just another way of saying what Paul is saying here, to test and approve what God's will is. Realize your role in God's story. To test and approve what God's will is. That's what we all want. That is the the, the heart's cry of every human since the beginning of time. We want to know, what, what am I doing here? What's my purpose in life? And so this verse is, is something that we believe is just worth putting this much time into to focus on and say, how, this is how we get this whole idea of, of uh, God's will in our life. We've been, over the past uh, couple of weeks, we've been walking through three different parts of this verse. We're going to look at the third and final part. First part was the phrase, do not conform to the pattern of this world. This is your past, the, your patterns from your past. It's patterns of, human, of humanity for hundreds of years. 
And wise people identify these patterns, see them, and then respond to them, respond accordingly. That was week one. Week two was, but be transformed. And so that's the goal. That's the future. That's what we're heading towards, is that we consistently make good decisions in life. That's what it means that we're transformed people, so we make good decisions. And the way we go from there to there is by the renewing of our mind, which is what we're going to take a look at today. That we do need to think differently in order to effectively be transformed. Or in the words of Jerry, if every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. I don't know if I agree with that. That's, that's, that's a little bit too much. But I do believe that Jesus invites us to be and challenges us to, to have a renewed mind. That's what we're talking about here this morning. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Father, I thank you that uh, you are here, that once again you uh, bring tremendous grace on, on all that we bring into this room but that you are interested in now and going forward. That, God, we invite you to come and transform us, renew our minds with whatever's bouncing around so that we can honor you from here forward. You give us grace and forgiveness for the past, for the patterns that we have been caught up in. And so, God, we ask that you would come give us hope for the future. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Renewing of the mind, thinking differently. The mind is very powerful. Once the mind becomes convinced of something, it will, it will allow us to consistently make good decisions. Our mind can tell us to make those good decisions. See, what happens is if the mind isn't engaged, we can make good decisions for a while. If we're inspired or challenged in some way, we can make a good decision once or twice, or five times. We can be motivated and inspired to, to, to go down a certain path. We can do that a few times. But until the mind is engaged, until the mind is renewed, we will continue to slip back to the, on the old patterns. Until the mind is transformed, until the mind is engaged, we will continue to fight the, the, the transformation that Jesus has in us and for us. But once the mind says, oh, I get it now, I'm in, that's the part that allows us to be transformed. That's the renewing of our mind. That's what allows this to happen. The mind has to be engaged to truly, truly believe it. Not just be motivated for one incident, but truly believe it. Let me give you a, a personal small example of this. Tiny, tiny, tiny small example. I want to be healthy. I want to I eat healthy. I want to make healthy decisions. I, I want to be transformed in terms of the desires of the tongue, okay? Uh, it's a priority of mine. It's not a top priority, but it's in the top 50 or 60 priorities for me in life. Okay, so it's a value. I kind of want to be healthy. And so I struggle every time I go to a typical American restaurant when I look at the menu. This happens to me. The exact same thing happens to me time and time again. I open up the menu and nine times out of a 10, the restaurants around here, they're going to have salads and they're going to have burgers. And so you can get a salad for $9 or you can get a bacon cheeseburger with fries for $9. And every time 
I know which one's healthier, but it is a major difficult decision for me. I know that's not difficult for some of you, but for me, it's difficult. Just, and let me try to help you understand this. Imagine there are two cavemen from many, many years ago. And one of them goes out, gets a, get, get, gets a, trims off a few uh, leaves from bushes, and then trims them off and puts them on a plate, and then sprinkles a little bit of cheese and maybe a couple nuts on top, and then presents that to you. And another one goes out, gets a slab of meat, and then slices off a strip from a wild boar, sizzles them on a grill until they're succulently cooked, and then puts those in between a freshly baked bun next to French fries. Which of those two cavemen do you want to be your tribal leader? I think it's, it's a, and they're both nine bucks. I mean, they're just, it's just a difficult one for my mind to fully embrace. Women, which one would you want to marry between those two cavemen? The, the mind, if the mind is not engaged, if the mind is not completely on board, we will struggle over and over and over again. And so, so Paul says it's, a, it's about renewing our mind. It's about thinking differently. Paul says this because this this is what Jesus did. Jesus fully understood the power of the mind, the significance of the mind in terms of decision-making. Jesus did not come as as a dictator and come and tell us what to do and what to think and what to say. He did not come and and, and say, uh, do this and don't ask any questions. He came, and over a three-year period, as he interacted with his disciples and with those who were following, he told them stories. He told them parables, word pictures. He gave examples, and he walked through, the kingdom is like this, and the kingdom is like this, and the kingdom is like that. And he loved people in front of them and demonstrated for them how, how to do all this. He did this multiple times over multiple years to help people understand we need to think differently about ourselves, about God, about others. It's not just being told what to do. It's not a list of do's and don'ts. It's that we need to think differently. We need to have a different perspective as we're walking through life. Jesus walked all of this stuff out. One of the first things that Jesus has recorded saying is the word repent. And repent, we might think of that as a, as a word that some strange person on a street corner might yell at those at passers-by. Repent, repent, repent. But Jesus, in, in the first three of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus is recorded as saying, repent early and multiple times. And each, this is interesting, each of those three gospel writers has a different phrase that they either heard Jesus say or remembered Jesus say. Matthew, according to Matthew, Jesus said, repent for the kingdom is near. According to Mark, Jesus said, repent and believe the good news. And that phrase is repeated in the book of Mark. According to Luke, Jesus said, unless you repent, you too will perish. It's interesting, three different phrases, but they all are focused around this word repent. And the word repent in Greek is, is, comes out of two words. It's, it's, the, it's based on two different words. It's the word metanoia, 
The word meta, which means change, and noia, which means mind. The word repent literally means change your thinking, change your mind. Think differently. So according to these gospel writers, Jesus was saying, think differently, for the kingdom is near. Think differently and believe the good news. Unless you think differently, you too will perish. So Jesus is very clearly saying, and then Paul is, is reinforcing here in, in his letter to the Romans, we, we need to be renewed. We need to think differently. We need to look at all decisions and aspects of life from a different perspective. We all just kind of come from the same, same place, and, and we, get it, we, we develop a rut on that one place, and we understand it and see a certain way. And, and Jesus says, you've got to see it from a different angle. Got to see it from a different angle. I remember a number of years ago, I took my son to a Coyotes hockey game. He was nine years old. And the Coyotes were up. We were against L.A. And the Coyotes were up by one goal with four minutes left. And a Kings player high-sticked a Coyotes player. And so uh, they were going to get a penalty, which was great news for the home team because we're up by one and the Kings are going to be down a player for two minutes because it's a penalty. And there's four minutes left. As we're watching the game, we realize that the person who was hit with a stick, is bleeding. And so we can see that there's, that there's the red blood on the ice, and you can kind of see that. And so we see that, that he's bleeding as he's, as he's skating towards the bench. And so we all cheer because in hockey, if, it, if there's blood, then it's a double minor. You actually get two two-minute penalties. How could you not love a sport that has that as part of the, the, the rules? How could you? But that is what happens in hockey. If, the, if your penalty draws blood, then it's... So this is great for the home team because now it's a four-minute penalty. There's only four minutes left in the game, and L.A. is going to be down one player. Are you with me? So here we are celebrating because our own player is bleeding on the ice, and my son asks a question that never occurred to me. He said, is he Okay. It's like, it's like, it's like he was thinking differently. He asked a question that nobody in the arena was asking because he's a hockey player. He'll go get stitched up. He'll be back in three minutes. It'll be no problem. But, but for him, it was just a, a, a new, different perspective. If we want to be transformed, we need to understand the power of our, of our mind and that we need to think differently. We need to come at the situation, come at the decision, come at the relationship differently than the way we typically or naturally do. Now, some of you might be hearing the word of Jesus saying repent and Paul saying renew. And there's an implication in both of those words that the way we naturally think is wrong. How do you feel about that? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Are you going to have pushback on that? Do you, do you tend to naturally come from a good place in terms of the decisions in life? Or are you like George Costanza, where every instinct you have seems to be wrong, and so the opposite must be right? 
Paul believes that our natural response, our natural instinct is not good. In fact, that's what he spends the first 11 chapters of the book of Romans saying. That he says over those first 11 chapters, talks about basically, here's the problem of sin. In chapter 3, he says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's, there's no one. No one has this thing figured out, naturally makes all good decisions. We, we're all sinners. Chapter 6, the wages of sin is death. And so the result of this, this ongoing brokenness and sinfulness is, is, is separation from God. And, and so chapter 7, then he's honest again, and he just says, the things I want to do, I don't do, and what I hate, I find myself doing. So there's this journey in the book of Romans where Paul says, here's, here's what the gospel is. And then there's a shift once he gets to chapter 12. He, he walks through in the first 11 chapters, basically the theology, and then in chapter 12, there's a shift to, okay, now here's what that means. He begins chapter 12 by saying, therefore... I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. So he talks in the first 11 chapters, we are broken, sinful people, and God is so loving and merciful. That's all of the first 11 chapters. So he says, in view of God's mercy, here's what we should do. And that's when he goes into the the. Don't conform to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Paul says that we don't naturally make the good decisions, go land in a good place, but that we need to be renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, before we speak, before we act, we need to think so sometimes we, we think and act wrongly, okay? Sometimes it's actually, it's actually you know, Paul talks, it's a wrong decision. It's heading in the, right, in the wrong direction. Other, other times, we just don't think. I mean, and, and, and it, that can be super wrong for us to enter into a situation, and we just don't think about it. So let me just ask you, in what area would, would here, show me this next slide. And in, in what way would you fill in this blank? In, in what way, and I literally want to hear from you. So, so before you what? Before you act, before you speak. Yep. Another one. Before you judge others. Absolutely. That's a great one. Think. Yeah. You waving to somebody else? Then before you wave, think. Somebody else. I want to hear another word. Before, before what? Eat. Before you eat the bacon cheeseburger. Anybody else? Another word? Before you react, think that there's so much value in just pausing before we want to give our natural response. I bet, I bet each of you, if I gave you five minutes, you could, you could come up with 20 right off the, right off the bat. Let me, let me just run through six of, of them, okay? These are not the six. These are just some six, and some of them are going to over, overlap with some of the ones that you have, have already said. Before you start your day think. Before you, you plug into the matrix, before you merge onto the highway of life, the highway of your day, stop and think. 
What do I want to accomplish today? What do I hope to accomplish today? What is the purpose of this day? This is a gift from God. Today is a gift from God. What what do I want to do today? I think this is why Scripture consistently invites us to pray in the morning. That we can pray, obviously, throughout the day, anytime throughout the day. Paul says pray without ceasing. But there are multiple times in the Psalms where the writers say, I start off my day praying. I start in the morning. When we, when we start our day thinking about God, thinking about the people we love and care about, thinking about the people we struggle with, we start our day heading in the right direction. It's hard to be angry at someone you prayed about that morning. Think. Before you leave, think. I can't tell you the number of times I or my wife have laid something on top of my car keys so that I would not forget to take that document or that thing to work. The number of times that, that we've done that, and then in the, in the business, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go. I remove that thing that's in the way to get my keys and get going. Has anyone ever done that? Is there any, uh, yeah, you remove the post-it note that was on there because you've got to get going. Before you leave and, and, and kind of get started with your day, just, just think, am I? Is this a work day, first of all? <laughs> and then am I, do I have what I need? Am I ready to do this? Before you leave work in order to go home, just, just pause, just, is everything... Is there anything major that I've forgotten here? This applies to to huge decisions as well. Before you choose to leave a job because you're frustrated, because you're not paid enough, you're not appreciated, whatever that situation might be, before we want to make kind of an emotional reaction, just, just stop and think. Before you want to leave a relationship, I know you've thought about it. But, but it can use more thinking, especially if it's a marriage, a situation, whatever's happening there. Just, just, just stop and think. Is there any other way or voice, any other possibility in terms of how this might go in a different direction? Or are we following patterns of this world? Stop, pause, and think. Before you buy, think. Before you make a significant purchase, it's just, this goes without saying, but just want to remind you in a loving way here this morning, is this a want or a need? Is this something you can afford? Or, or are you buying something that, that you really don't have the money for? Is this something that you'll regret in six months? Because Oftentimes, if you're like me, step one of a significant purchase is, is exciting and fun. Kind of step one, because you get it, you jump into it. But we always need to think about steps two, three, and four. About the payment plans, about what happens when it's not new anymore, etc. And so step one is exciting, but we need to think about steps two, three, and four. Before you attack think. Sometimes in our interactions with one another, our primal instinct kicks in. Our fangs flare. 
our nails, tink, 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 and we attack. We're angry. We're hurt. And oftentimes, we're justified. I mean, oftentimes, if, 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 if you told me what your story was, what your situation was, I would go, oh, man, of course your first response was to attack. I mean, oftentimes, we're justified with it. But we so often, when we just attack without thinking, we do damage. We do damage. Again, it's steps two, three, and four. Just this week, I came home from running in my neighborhood, and I vented to my wife about a running snob in our neighborhood. And I don't know if you know what I'm talking about with the running snob, but every time I see this guy, every, and it's in my neighborhood, and he runs the same neighborhood, so we see each other often, and every time I see him, I say, okay, I'm going to try it again. And I do a wave, or I do a hi, or I do a good morning, same person, and every single time he comes by me with his shirt off and his sunglasses on and doesn't respond whatsoever. And every time I go, don't, I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have given him the wave. And I just wish I could take the wave back. And so I came, I said, I saw the running snob again and I was complaining to my wife and she said, oh, how sad. She said, I feel sorry for him. What kind of unsupportive wife is that? I'm coming home and I'm ready to complain. I'm ready to attack. What if, what if that little exchange that we have once a week or whatever, what if that's actually not about me? What if there's something going on in his life and, and it leads him instead of being bigger and higher than everybody, but maybe there's some kind of struggle on that going on. That's, that's a different perspective. That's a renewing of the mind that I think honors God. Before we attack, think. Before we meet new people, think. One of the things I've learned about uh, meeting people, spending time with people and connecting with people, the people I enjoy the most are the people who are interested in me. This is part of human nature. No, don't laugh at me like, oh, you're, you're so low, Alan. This is, this, is, this is what we like when people are interested in us. We like it when people ask us good questions. That is, I find those are the people I'm so naturally interested. If, if you ask good questions of people naturally, I'm so confident that people love you. They just gravitate towards you. It's just such a natural thing. And so when I'm meeting somebody new, um, I, I, or if my wife and I are going to meet a couple, we intentionally think about questions before we get there, questions that we can ask them, questions about uh, what's going on in their lives or what's important to them, uh, et cetera. Or, you know, what, what's the name of their kids? That's a good, <laughs> we, we want to ask that question before we get there so we can say, how's Abby and how's Luke and how's uh, Ezra and how's Joel and how's Salem and how's Silas? So we think about it, we think about it ahead of time so we're not caught off guard in that moment. And so, so if we think about it ahead of time and we set up those questions, we can be all the more prepared. We can be a better friend. We can better be a better person because if we don't, we'll end up talking about ourselves and nobody really wants to hear that much about me. You know what I mean? Okay. Before, finally, before you go home, 
think. If, if you're gone for the day, if you're gone for the week, if you're gone on a business trip or whatever, there's a natural thing to come in and say, okay, here's, here's my day. Oh, I got to tell you what happened or whatever. And there is so much value to on the way home, at the end of the day or whatever, to just think, okay, what, what went on with the people I'm about to interact with? The people I care about the most, my roommate or friends, best friends, wife, kids, or whatever. Just before you go home, think about what their day has been. And this can be so, this is renewing of the mind. This can be so powerful. Earlier on this year, in February, it was the one-year anniversary of the death of my wife's mom. And uh, Tammy was so incredibly close to her mom, as was I. And she, uh, many of you know Rita. And, and, uh, and so on that day, I, I didn't know what the day was. I didn't have it on my calendar. I wasn't aware of it. I wasn't thinking about it. And my wife was so hurt that day by the reality of me not picking up on what was going on, not picking up on how difficult that day was. And, 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 and you know, I have my own version of, of grieving and loss, and, and, but I did not think about her. I wasn't available to her. I wasn't, I wasn't um, attentive to her needs that day. And it hurt deeply. I, the closest one to her, was not thinking about what she was going through. Now, we... As lovers of people, we can't catch everything. We're not expected to catch and know every little thing that's going on. But when we make efforts to think about what's going on in their lives, we should catch the big ones, you know, and that's an incredible, attentive, loving thing to do. It's really what we mean when we say, when someone says, that was thoughtful. If someone ever says, if you ever say, that was thoughtful, it's because someone else was thinking of you, and it led them to do something or send something or write something. So we say, that was thoughtful. Their mind was renewed in a way that was very meaningful to you. And the opposite is true. If if something happens and we say, that was so thoughtless, it's because someone said or did something without what? Without thinking. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If we think differently, if we engage our brains to to understand a different perspective, we can consistently make good decisions by by the power of the Holy Spirit working in us and just renewing our mind, renewing our mind, renewing our mind over and over again. Again, oftentimes it's, it's not that we're thinking wrong. It, oftentimes it's just that we're not thinking. We're just taking steps and we're not thinking about it. So stop. Pause. Think. God, what are the patterns in this story, in this decision that I need to be aware of? God, what's a different perspective on this, on this person, on this scenario, on this situation that I need to be mindful of? God, what, in light of the circumstances, 
what's the wise thing for me to do? Not what should she do or he do or, or what's, what's the morally correct thing to do. What's the wise thing for me to do in this situation, God? In light of my story, my past, my hopes for the future, everything. What's the wise thing for me to do? Would you bow your heads with me and then we'll be finished up here today. Father in heaven, I, you love us so much and you know what's going on. You know what we have brought into this room. And so, Father, I pray right now you would bring something to our mind. Right now you would bring the thing is that it's the very, the very top of the list that we need to think differently about. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a decision. Maybe it's a purchase. Maybe it's, it's whether we respond in a certain way or, or forgive someone or call someone up. God, would you put a person or a scenario in our mind right now? Father in heaven, in what way do you want us to think differently, to have a mind that is renewed about that situation. Come, speak to us right here, we pray. Father, I pray that you would be with us today, be with us this week. Help us to not just think, but to transform into action, transform into behavior, transform into actual words, God, that honor you, that lift up you and elevate others as well. We pray these things in the name of your amazing son, Jesus. Amen.